Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you all had a fantastic opening weekend as I did. This is Fantasy MLB Today, and I am your host, Joe Orico. You guys can find me on Twitter, as always, at JoeOrico99. So that's at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99. And you guys can also go ahead and follow the Ethos Fantasy BB account, which is where this show is posted out from every day. And throughout the season, we hope to be bringing you some more fantasy baseball-related stuff on that channel, as well as my own. If you guys have been following me on Twitter over the last few days, you've seen me ramp up the activity over there. Uh, I've been posting lists, um, usually once a day, but I'm posting the odd other bit of content as well. Uh, Lists of players to add. Uh, As the season goes on, I will expand that content to be players to add, players to drop, as well as different lists that will come out daily and weekly. So if you guys don't have time to watch the show one day, then you want to be following me over there to just keep up to date with the info. Uh, I will try and keep you guys as informed as possible on both the podcast and on the Twitter side throughout the season. So that even if you guys don't have time to watch the show one day, perhaps, or if you want to just have things written down in front of you to read as opposed to just hearing them, if you're more visual uh, learner like I am, then by all means, follow me on Twitter and you will have similar information posted there. Uh, as you see uh, on my show here throughout Monday through Friday. But also, it'll help you out on the weekends when uh, there is no show and you need to stay up to date with uh, little pieces of information and uh, advice on players to add and drop and things like that. So that is why you want to be following me there as well as the show here. I really appreciate the support that we've seen over the last week or so. The show is really starting to catch on, it seems. The downloads have gone up. Uh, the views have gone up. And the Twitter followers are going up. So all of that uh, leads me to believe that we are finding new people here every day. So if you're new to the show, I really appreciate you tuning in and giving us a shot here. And we hope you like what you hear. We are going to be talking about uh, the games that took place during this opening weekend. It was very good to see baseball again over the weekend, which is my favorite time to watch baseball. It's probably Sunday afternoon when you can flip it around between a bunch of games. And throughout the day, you just have a ton of baseball stuff, and then it gets capped off with the Sunday night game, which is typically a marquee matchup. So Sunday is, is a fantastic day for baseball. Unfortunately, there's no pod on Sunday. It's uh, just the way we work things over here. But still a lot of fun to follow along throughout the season, uh, especially for the weekends for me. The weekends are, are great for baseball. I hate waiting until the end of the day to have sports on and baseball is the is the main one that is on during the day so uh weekends weekends are great for me weekends i love sitting there with a beer and watching uh typically my blue jays but we do rotate around to different teams so i think i'll start off uh on that note we'll start with the blue jays uh who were facing the texas rangers at home this weekend i did happen to go to opening night which was one of the better baseball games i've gone to very depressing start for Blue Jay fans, but uh, we turned it around. A huge comeback victory. So that was uh, one of the one of the highlights of my baseball live baseball attending career. That was a, a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I saw George Springer hit uh, that three run home run against the Red Sox last year in the uh, I believe it was bottom of the eighth inning. Massive comeback win there as well. But this game was this game was a lot of fun on uh, Friday night. And this Blue Jays team, what it showed me is we have no idea how good this offense can be, especially if guys at the bottom of the order like Santiago Espinal and Danny Jansen really turn it on offensively. Espinal had a fairly good year last year. He batted over 300, and Jansen ended the year very well. But if they can do that over the course of the full season, they keep Springer healthy, and Chapman does what he's supposed to do. 
my God, these guys can very easily break the home run record uh, in a season. I don't think that there's much doubt about that. This is a crazy offense. Now, the pitching was a little concerning on the Blue Jays' side. Uh, Hanjin Ryu went yesterday. He looked okay at first. He looked, he looked pretty good, actually, for the first couple innings. And then it all started to fall apart, I believe, in the third or the fourth. Uh, you know, it's kind of what we've come to expect a little bit from Ryu. That, you know, sometimes he'll be really good. Sometimes he's going to be terrible. And, you know, he was somewhere in the middle of that yesterday. He started he started really well. And, you know, as a Blue Jay fan, you see that. And even as a fantasy manager, you see that. And you think, maybe we can get old Ryu back. And then he kind of fell apart a little bit. So that was obviously frustrating. I wouldn't be dropping Ryu or anything like that. Uh, if you drafted him, you're in a league deep enough to draft him, which is most standard leagues. I'm, th- I'm thinking he's rostered. Now, there might be some leagues where you guys have stayed away from Ryu for one reason or another, but he is rostered in 80% of leagues. So if you have him, don't panic. I would hold on to him. Uh, Texas looked pretty good. They did hold, um, they did keep up with Toronto for quite a bit of the series, but. Uh, at the end of the day, their offense wasn't as strong, and their pitching was really not great in this series. They did have a bit of an explosion offensively yesterday, uh, but as a whole, not uh, not not a great series for Texas. Not a great series for Marcus Semien coming back to Toronto for sure. He did not have the greatest of series. Uh, we're going to mostly be looking at Sunday, but we'll also touch on uh, some Saturday stuff as well. Let's let's start with uh, yesterday's games: the Athletics and the Phillies. Uh, Oakland won. So Dalton Jeffries had a really solid outing, five innings, two hits. I wouldn't be expecting that going forward too much, but, you know, good outing on the road against a good team. So uh, something you definitely have to consider there. Uh, I'm not thinking it's going to be anything fantasy-related there uh, with Jeffries. I can't see him being an ad in most leagues. But it's something to keep an eye on. Like, he looked really good. He's facing a very good lineup in, in a tough park. So something something to keep an eye Now, Jeffries is also projected to face the Blue Jays in Toronto next Friday. So I would not be going and picking him up for a stream or anything like that. Some people have picked him up and maybe a little bit short-sighted because it's probably not going to go very well in Toronto uh, next weekend. That is my general feeling. Uh, some of you will disagree, but I don't think you can ever really stream pitchers going up against the Blue Jays or the Dodgers, for that matter. Uh, there's a couple other teams, the Cardinals, who want to be careful of, the Red Sox, the Phillies. But, you know, there are outliers like here where he does well against the Phillies. So it, it's, it's tough to say. Uh, the White Sox beat the Tigers 10-1. to now, they probably should have had a sweep here. Uh, they had Liam Hendricks blow a save on, uh, on their opening day. So this could have been a sweep for the White Sox, but uh, a very, very handy handy series win there. Not, not much competition from Detroit, especially yesterday, just two hits from the Tigers. Uh, it's probably not going to get much, much better going forward in Detroit there. Uh I would be very careful about rostering any of their pitchers. And the Tariq Skubal pitched yesterday. Four innings, seven hits, five runs. Uh, you know, uh, there's not really any pitchers on Detroit who are great-looking fantasy options. Like Eduardo Rodriguez, yes, I would roster for now. Uh, and probably Skubal I would, more in deeper leagues. But they're not guys I would be dropping yet, necessarily. It's just going to be hard for them to have great fantasy seasons this season. I, I'm not, I'm not expecting much from, I'm not expecting much from the Tigers, and their pitching is not going to be great going forward. So, not not very attractive uh, for season long or daily or any kind of formats. Really, Tigers pitching is not very good. They they throw in a pitcher friendly park, but they're not friendly to themselves. So. I would stay away from them most of the time if if that's uh, if there's an option there that's a Tigers pitcher. I would try and look around and see if there are alternative options because they just 
I don't have any confidence in them. I don't have any confidence in their staff. Uh, let, let's move on. The Nationals beat the Mets yesterday to salvage uh, to salvage a game in their series. They didn't get swept at home, which would have been a little bit tough for the opening weekend. Uh, Nelson Cruz went yard, and Francisco Lindor also went yard in stolen base yesterday. I think Francisco Lindor is going to be a really serious fantasy uh, bounce back this year. I drafted him in several leagues. I drafted him in two points leagues and a category league this year. And I really think that he's going to be someone who returns to maybe not quite first round value, but like top two rounds of value. And I got him in rounds four and five in my drafts, especially getting him in round five, like huge, huge steal there for a guy who last year was a first round talent and has been a first round talent for several years now. So early season returns, uh, I'm excited for what Lindor can provide this year in in a rebuilt lineup. I, I like him. I've always liked him as a player. I thought that he needed a year to, you know, get his feet wet a little bit in New York. And I think he'll be fine now. I think he'll be totally fine moving forward. Uh, the Twins and the Mariners. The Mariners uh, could not quite complete the sweep of the Twins. They lost 10-4 to yesterday. Byron Buxton went yard a couple times. Max Kepler went yard, Jorge Polanco went yard, Carlos Correa went yard. A complete offensive explosion. I forgot the Gary Sanchez grand slam there in the first. They could be a bit of an interesting team going forward. I don't have high expectations for them. Obviously, you need to have Buxton rostered. Gary Sanchez should be on a roster at this point, and Max Kepler most likely as well will be on your rosters. Uh, everybody who homered, really, I'm going through one by one. Everybody who homered for Minnesota yesterday, those are the guys that should be on your rosters. Now, Byron Buxton, two home runs, that's that's big That's big stuff. Uh, he's already got three. He's currently the leader, in, I believe, in the entire major league. Certainly in the American League, no one has more home runs than him. And I saw some people saying before the season, it'll be a career year for him. It. You know, if he stays healthy, it probably will be a career year for him. It's just I didn't take him in any leagues this year because I'm worried about health. And, you know, it's just something that I've been burned on in the past, uh, not just in fantasy baseball, but in fantasy in general, is drafting people with injury histories. So I stayed away from Byron. If he has a career year, he has a career year. And and we made a mistake in that case, if he does. But I, I still will stand by it because... Someone with that kind of injury history, to use such a high draft pick, you'd really be hindering yourself if he does end up getting hurt. So I'm happy to have avoided him on draft day. Enjoy the returns if you did draft him, by all means. Uh, It's just not something I really wanted to take the risk on. Uh, Marco Gonzalez looked pretty rough for, for Seattle. Now, out of the six runs, only two of them were earned because there was an error in there. So that does help uh, the ERA a little bit because of the uh, because of the error. So the the line is not quite as bad fantasy wise as it might have been. Uh, not someone who's going to have a crazy high amount of value this year going forward. Next, we'll move on to the Pirates and the Cardinals. And the Cardinals again, another team that we're going for a sweep on Sunday, and they couldn't quite pull through. They lost nine to four. It wasn't really like I couldn't quite do it. Uh, Steven Matz had a very tough debut, three innings, nine hits, seven runs, all of them earned, and he walked a guy. Uh, Nolan Arenado has looked outrageous to start the season. He's currently the number one ranked player. Now, that won't stay, most likely. But uh, enjoying the early returns, uh, like people are with Byron Buxton, I have Arenado in a couple of leagues, and he's been great, uh, both in points and category formats, so enjoy there. Uh, the Cardinals are another lineup who I will recommend stacking uh, from time to time in DFS because a lot of potency there, a lot of big-name guys who can produce uh, Arenado at the top of that list. So they're they're going to be on offense to look out for this season. Uh, the Pirates the Pirates are not going to be much to watch out for this season, but there were still some bright sides. You had three hits from Diego Castillo who I've said a couple times I think is worth holding, uh, especially with in deeper formats. I really like him. Uh, Michael Chavis had a good game. He had that grand slam. Kevin Newman had an RBI double, and Cabrian Hayes had a couple of base hits. So, you know, there are guys who are interesting on the Pirates. Uh, Hayes, obviously, Brian Reynolds uh, is another guy to roster. 
And then Diego Castillo is someone I think is a borderline, but in deeper leagues, I would have him rostered. So there's not too much uh, fantasy-wise going on in Pittsburgh that's going to have season-long implications. There's not a t- there's not too many guys who are going to be major ad drop guys uh, at this point for me. We'll see how we'll see what happens as this year goes on. But there's not too much uh, with Pittsburgh right now that intrigues me too much. Let's go on to uh, a big surprise of the opening weekend for sure, in that the Rockies won their series against the Dodgers at home. Now, I don't think many people were predicting that going in, but if you were, congratulations. Julio Urias does not look very good. Now, his velocity was down, and maybe we'll see him hit the IL for uh, a stretch for 10 days just to try and correct whatever it was that was going on. That is possible. He threw two innings, gave up six hits, six runs, only three of them earned, uh, and walked two. Not a great outing for him at all. It, it happens, right? Um, now, he was someone who was, he won 20 games last year, so that is definitely possible again if he's able to stay healthy on this team in that kind of range. 20 is a hard number to reach, but uh, he's he's a he's a good fantasy asset. He's someone I drafted in, a, in a one league of mine. I like him. I think that this is definitely concerning, and I wouldn't be uh, excited about anything that we saw this weekend from him. We just have to hope for a bounce back and that whatever um, possible injury problems are there because of the reduced uh, reduced velocity, you know, we have to worry that it's nothing too serious. Uh, he didn't strike anybody out, and he wasn't helped out by his defense either. There was a couple of errors. But his fastball velocity, uh, he topped out at 93 after topping out at 97 last year. So definitely something to, to be a little bit worried about. I do think in the long run he figures it out, and this is a tough uh, tough ballpark to be playing in. Plus, early season, I'm not, I'm not too worried about him. I think uh, give him time and he'll turn it around to what we know him uh, to be capable of. We'll talk about the Astros and the Angels next. The Astros uh, with a 3-1 series win here over the Angels. Fairly impressive-looking series. Uh, Jose Urquidy went yesterday. He threw five innings, gave up four hits, one run. Very nice line for him. About what you can expect going forward. That is a fairly a typical Jose Urquidy line. About five hits, or about five innings, a couple of hits, and a run or two. That's uh, that's what he's. That's what he is, right? And he is valuable to be had uh, as a back-end pitcher on your fantasy team. Mostly because of the team he plays on. If he was on a poor team, he probably wouldn't have the same kind of value. But I like him. Uh, I like Jose Urquidy as a, a backhand guy for sure, just to supplement some of your earlier round draft picks. Uh, not too much here was standing out on uh, on the offensive side. Not a crazy amount of offense uh, yesterday. Nothing too major to report here. The series went just about how uh, we would have expected it to go with the Astros winning three out of four. That's about what you could uh, have anticipated there. Uh, The Red Sox and the Yankees is the next one we will go into. (sighs) Another one where there's not, it's not like the most exciting of games. Um, Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with the Yankees-Red Sox here. The Red Sox couldn't really get much going on offense despite winning. They only had five hits. The Yankees had 11 hits uh, and only translated that to three runs. So, you know, the pitching wasn't particularly stellar on either side. Jordan Montgomery went three and a third, gave up three earned runs, struck out four, uh, gave up four hits. And Tanner Houck, who I think actually has quite a bit of potential going forward, had a really rough outing. Three and a third, six hits, three earned runs, three walks. Not much on the fantasy side there to really worry about. Bobby Dahlbeck had a home run, and Bobby Dahlbeck could um, break out a little bit. It is possible. Um, He's not someone I'm really too, too concerned with uh, outside of deeper leagues at the moment. And now we'll touch on the only undefeated team left in Major League Baseball. That is the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, they did start their season off against the Orioles. So that is something definitely to uh, consider there. Uh, Big offensive explosion. Eight runs. They had home runs from Brandon Lau. And just from Brandon Lau, actually. Brandon Lau was the only home run. Uh, But good production throughout the batting order. 
you know, playing against Baltimore, it's pretty much always going to be, uh, for me anyway, you can stream the pitchers in whoever's facing the most nights and you're not going to get hurt. And um, for, for daily fantasy, right, if you're setting your lineups and you have guys going up against Baltimore pitching, then it's a decent chance they're going to do well. Baltimore, Baltimore stinks. They're going to stink. Sorry, Orioles fans, but um, your team will be a target for sure of mine this year in terms of daily fantasy. There are a couple other teams that fall into that boat, too, so I don't think I'm just picking on the Orioles. Uh, the Diamondbacks, the Nationals, the Athletics, right? But the Orioles are playing in a very tough division, so there's a lot of games they're going to be playing against the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Rays. And I think that they're going to lose probably like 70% of those games. So it's it's a good target. It's a good target for sure, both in season long and in daily to go after those guys. Uh, it's picking on the little guy a little bit, sure, but that's how you're gonna you're gonna make money in daily, especially in daily fantasy. Like it's a, it's a huge, easy way to make money is streaming guys in specifically pitchers who are going up against bad lineups. It's 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 a good way to make money. It's it's a good way to make a bit of pocket change on the side. Let's move on from uh, from the Orioles and the Rays. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Orioles fans. I know you guys kind of get dumped on quite a bit, but. Uh, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. It's just how it is. You guys will return to success one day, I'm sure. And you got a good young team over there, so keep your heads up. Let's move on. Let's move on to the Reds and the Braves, who split their series 2-2. Hunter Green. Hunter Green, I I apologize because I said uh, on Twitter before in my in my quick hits yesterday... I said to be cautious about adding Hunter Green. Um, you know, I was thinking he's going into Atlanta on the road. It's a tough matchup. It's his first start. You know, it's there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of danger. And he did end up giving up a couple of home runs. But he threw, I think, 21 pitches that were over 100 miles an hour. He struck out 7 over 5. Now, the runs did come courtesy of the homers. He gave up a long ball to Travis Darno and to Matt Olson in the fifth, which definitely put a damper on his line a little bit. Uh, he's still someone who looks like he will have a spot in the Reds rotation going forward. I think he's worth an ad. Uh, you know, yesterday I was I was worried that he was going to get rocked, but uh, I was wrong. <laughs> you have to admit when you're wrong in this business. I feel like a lot of people don't admit when they've made a mistake or a wrong recommendation. Uh, he was great, and I was a little bit nervous about that, so I didn't add him in most instances. I added him in one points league, and it did turn out to be pretty okay. He returned about 20 or so fantasy points. So it was a good add. Uh, going forward, I like him cautiously. I'm still going to – I'm not going to just jump in with uh, with both feet here because of one good start. I like it. Am I still nervous? A little bit, sure. I'm just always nervous of new arms being brought up. These batters are quite a bit better than the guys that you, they have faced in college and in the minors. So there's always going to be, with me anyway, I'm always going to be a little bit cautious about adding uh, newly brought up or newly minted major leaguers. I just like to give... Uh, a little bit of time there as a buffer to see how they do. Now, you might miss out on a couple of guys that way. So you might want to take the odd chance on those young guys coming up and stash them, even if it doesn't work out well. It's a lot easier in deeper leagues than in, say, an 8 or a 10-team league. If you're in a 12 or 14-team league, it's a lot easier to take that on. Now, at this point, I would say he is worth an add in standard leagues with the one caveat that his next start appears to be against the Dodgers in Los Angeles next Saturday. That will be a huge test to see how... Uh, now, he hasn't been confirmed for that start, but that's where it's lining up to be. That'll be a huge test to see uh, where he can where he can be against an elite, elite team. Because he did it well against the, Dodge, against the Braves. And the Braves, yes, the Braves are an elite team. I shouldn't say that they're not. But the Dodgers are on a completely other level. So... If he can do what he did this week against the Dodgers, 
then he'll will know that he is worthy of an ad for sure. That is a that will be a huge test for me because you can do it once. It can happen once against a good team, and even against a great team, you can have a really lucky outing. And you know his speed was up. He was I like the way he was mixing around pitches. I like Hunter Green quite a bit, but this test uh, will be the Dodgers next weekend to see if he is really worthy of of standard league rostering. And I'm total I'm not totally sold on it at this point. I think that he's probably going to be worth an ad, and you might want to take a chance if you want to drop someone who's injured or you put someone on the IL so you have a free roster spot to add. You don't have to drop. Then he's worth an ad. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much. Uh, in that instance, I would worry a little bit about dropping an established guy for him, but I think he'll probably be okay. I think things will probably work out all right for him. Uh, I'm just a little bit cautious. Uh, let's move on to the Guardians and the Royals. This one was a beatdown, 17-3 for the Guardians. We saw Jose Ramirez home run. He drove in three, uh, four hits for Ahmed Rosario. Oscar Mercado had five RBIs, a, a crazy offensive explosion. And someone who's really interesting, who I've talked about a little bit on Twitter earlier today, was Stephen Kwan, who he reached base six times yesterday. He's looking really good so far. Uh, I think he has hits in like eight of his 10 at-bats or something like that. Yeah, he has eight hits in 10 at-bats. He's walked three times as well. And that's always been a huge strength of his is on-base percentage and high batting average. So if you are in an OBP league, uh, he is someone who's really interesting. Now, he's not going to help you out too much in terms of the periphery numbers, in terms of the homers, um, steals, things like that. He's not really going to be uh, an all-around guy, but he can definitely be a big boost to your batting average. I have added him in uh, in one of my leagues, in a category league, just so that I can get a bit of a bump there in batting average early on in the season here. And it was an instance where I had Shane Baz and I put him on the injured list. So I wasn't I wasn't in a position where I had to drop somebody to pick up Quan. So I, w- I was totally happy there to take a chance. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. He's fairly young. He's always been a high batting average guy in the minor leagues. So I like him as a speculative ad here. It's not a great team, so you can expect him to get at, uh, his his at bats in this season. So yeah, he's someone I'm going to be adding uh, in a couple of other leagues as well, depending on the availability after I finish taping. Cal Quantrill had a fairly nice outing. He went five innings. He gave up four hits, two runs. Uh, I think he is someone who should be rostered. And now I talked about this last week with Ryan Bloomfield about how the Cleveland Guardians have really done some organizational shifting in terms of how they develop pitchers. So you have guys like Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie and Quantrill who really know what they're doing. So, And I think it comes from the organization really knowing what they're doing as well. So I like adding uh, Quantrill and even... To extend past that, Tristan McKenzie, if he was dropped in your leagues, I think he is also someone worth picking up. A bit of a knee-jerk drop based on a rough uh, first appearance of the season, but I think he is someone who will also be worth rostering going forward. Let's talk about the Giants and the Marlins. Not too much to see here either. Uh, A low-scoring game. We had Trevor Rogers go five innings, give up six hits. Three runs, two of them earned. Uh, he only struck out three. Uh, a d- not a bad outing from Rogers. Pretty solid. Uh, I would expect more of similar numbers going forward. Uh, he's someone who was definitely one of the better surprises of last year for sure. Uh, and, and a really valuable arm who you probably drafted somewhere in that 100 range, who I think will have a very good season going forward. Not for a great team, but I think that he'll still be someone uh, definitely worth rostering going forward. Anthony DeScofani had not the greatest of outings. Three and two-thirds, he gave up eight hits. Struck out five uh, and gave up two runs. Now, he threw 74 pitches in later season games. You can expect him to go past that limit. Uh, I don't think that this is what we're going to see from him going forward. Another organization, we talked with Ryan last week about how they have changed how their pitching is developed. And how they retool pitchers. And DeScofani was one of those guys, along with Kevin Gosman and Logan Webb, who they have retooled over these last couple of years. They've changed certain things about their pitching mechanics, and they're much better than they were in their old locations. DeScofani is much better than he was in his time with the Marlins. 
So I I still have faith despite a bit of a rocky start to the season here. Uh, let's move on to the Padres and the Diamondbacks. Padres won 10 to 5. It's about what you'd expect out of the Padres uh, over a poor team. Now they started Nabil Krismat, and that was uh, I think more of an opener kind of situation, um, kind of a spot start slash opener, and he he impressed three innings. He had one hit. Uh, struck out four and walked three. He's not somebody I'm going to be looking to add uh, at the moment. Robert Suarez, uh, I think you can probably go ahead and drop him. I don't think that they are going to be giving him uh, the closer role. I don't I don't see it happening. Uh, he hasn't been too sharp so far. He throws hard, but he hasn't been too sharp. Now, Javi Guerra, who came in after him, really didn't do well either. Two innings, three hits, four earned runs. I expect Taylor Rogers going forward to get the majority of the save opportunities. <clears throat> and you might even see Craig Stammen get mixed in there. Probably not, but I think it's a chance. I don't know that Robert Suarez has much of a door uh, to find himself as the closer here. Uh, there would need to be a lot of injuries slash other players not performing for him to really be considered uh, a must-roster kind of closer guy. For me, anyway, I don't I don't really see it. I had added him in a league or two, and uh, I have dropped him in those leagues now. So you can go ahead and drop him. You can you can hold on for another few days, another week or so, maybe. I just don't really see uh, a path to value. Now on to the last game of the evening. That is the Brewers and the Cubs. It didn't happen last, but it's the last one we'll go over here. Uh, Freddie Peralta was not great, and if I'm the if I'm the Brewers, I'm a little worried about my pitchers uh, early in the season. The three headed monster over there, none of them was particularly impressive. Burns wasn't bad, and Peralta, I mean, I don't know if you can say he was bad, but not good, really. Like Woodruff was was brutal, but Peralta here was really not great either. Uh, they did end up getting the win, but if I'm the Brewers and if I'm fantasy managers and I drafted those guys, and I did draft Brandon Woodruff in a couple of leagues, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous. I think they'll probably be okay going forward. Specifically, Burns will be okay. Woodruff, the underlying stuff, is a little bit concerning. <sighs> So I, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous for the leagues where I drafted uh, Brandon Woodruff. But I think I think we'll be okay. I think he'll figure it out. And, I mean, we have to give everybody a little bit of extra rope this year, a little bit of extra leeway. Because, you know, they didn't have, um, they didn't have spring. Now, these guys should have been throwing uh, in March anyway. You figure they were... Before the lockout was resolved, I mean, you figure these guys were playing catch and doing different things in anticipation of a season. So, I mean, I don't think it's they started throwing again the second that the CBA was signed. I think that these guys do different things throughout the offseason to get keep themselves in shape. But it is still concerning uh, to see this from the Brewers, from three guys who were all, you know, potential Cy Young winners last year at different points. Uh, and, and Burns, who ended up winning the award, I would be a little worried uh, as fantasy managers, and certainly as Brewers fans, I'd be a little bit worried. Marcus Stroman looked pretty good. He went five innings, two hits, uh, just one run. Now, he did walk three. Uh, it's okay. It's okay for Stroman. It's, we like to see um, the low hits, the low runs, obviously. Strikeouts, you'd like to be a little bit higher, but... I think Stroman will have good value here on the Cubs. He'll be one of the more relied upon arms throughout the season. And I think that he'll have success uh, in Chicago. If you drafted him, I'm sure you're fairly happy with this outing to start the year off against a good team. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm happy with that for Stroman. Uh, not, no major fantasy moves uh, based on this game. Um yeah, not really, not really anything too, too noteworthy. We did talk about picking up David Robertson the other day uh, on Twitter. He pitched an inning today. He struck out one and he walked one. It wasn't a save situation, but I think that there is uh, definitely a line for him to be the closer there going forward. It may be a bit of a platoon, possibly, uh, 
But I think that he's someone who should be rostered, especially if you're in a bit of a deeper league. And by a bit of a deeper, I mean like 14 team leagues for sure. Uh, shallower 8-10 man leagues might not want to make the jump just yet. But I think that he definitely uh, will get some saves throughout the year. Saves slash holds. So if you have holds in your uh, as one of your categories or it's uh, combined with saves, I think that he'll be... Uh, definitely valuable this year. I think that he's worth going to grab. Uh, like I said, maybe not in the shallowest of leagues, in your eight-team leagues or your ten-team leagues, perhaps. Ten teams, he's kind of borderline. Um, once you get the standard and deeper, I don't know that he's so uh, essential there. Let's talk a little bit about the games that will be happening today. We have, I believe, 12 games, so we won't go uh, into them in too deep uh, of detail because we still have a couple things I want to get over today. Uh, Guardians and the Royals continue their series. Aaron Savali and Carlos Hernandez are going. I think Savali is fairly safe to use. I wouldn't uh, jump on Hernandez. I, I prefer Savali there. I don't think either of them is going to be particularly fantastic. Savali will be better uh, throughout the season, but uh, it's not a pitching matchup I'm targeting in terms of streaming, really. Uh, the Pirates and the Cardinals. I mentioned earlier that it had been uh, the the. The series was completed, but it, it's not completed. They're carrying over here onto Monday. And I think there's there's one other team, one other series that is doing that as well. Uh, the Mariners and the Twins, I believe, yeah. A little bit strange to see series carry over onto Monday, as I guess it's just an opening, uh, opening week thing. I don't think you'll see that too much as we go on. The Pirates and the Cardinals, Dakota Hudson, I talked about as being a good streamer on Twitter. I think that he's someone who's worth adding for today. And who has potential going forward uh, to pro to possibly be a back end of your rotation guy? Zach Thompson is the starter for Pittsburgh. Uh, I would I would stay away there. We have the Brewers and the Orioles. Uh, Adrian Hauser is another guy I mentioned in my thread this morning on Twitter. I think that he's a great stream for today. Uh, Bruce Zimmerman for the Orioles is definitely not. I would stay away there. It goes back to my ganging up on the Orioles. Uh, as I said earlier, if anybody's pitching against them or on the opposite side of things, uh, lineups against their starters, you you want to target you want to target that team this year because they're going to lose like 110 games, and you will find a lot of value in just deploying everyday players against them, even if they're not the most marquee of names. You'll find uh, hidden value there. Next, we'll go on to the Rockies and the Rangers. Uh, we have Austin Gomber, who Gomber Gomer. I'm not really sure. I think it's Gomber. Uh, I liked him last year. He did have a couple of very good outings. Uh, I'm probably going to not stream him here, although the Rangers, it's hard to say really. Their lineup is okay. It's not great. So maybe in a deeper league, you're going to stream in Gomber today. I don't think he's going to hurt you too bad. But he's not someone in standard leagues where I'm really uh, too interested He's going up against Taylor Hearn, who is not someone who I would uh, I would jump on in this matchup. The starting situation uh, is going to be a little bit rough for the Rangers this year. Their starters are they're not deep. They're really not. So it's something to keep in mind as the year goes on. We have the Red Sox visiting Comerica to take on the Tigers, and we have Michael Walker going up against Matt Manning. Uh, I'm I'm staying away from this pitching matchup in general. Uh, despite the fact they're playing in Comerica, which I've talked about uh, many times as being a very hitter-friendly park, neither of these guys uh, really does it for me today. If you're going to go one or the other, then I would go Michael Waka, but I don't really have a ton of faith uh, in either of these arms as streaming guys for today. So let's move on to the Athletics and the Rays. We have Paul Blackburn going up against Luis Patino. Uh, neither one of these guys... Uh, Terribly interesting to me in terms of a stream or a DFS play. Uh, Patino would be the one. If you have to go with one or the other, I'd go with Patino. But uh, neither one is particularly appealing to me there. The Mets and the Phillies, we have a very, very interesting pitching matchup here. We have Taiwan Walker and Ranger Suarez. Now, Ranger Suarez last year down the stretch was uh, a potential league winner for you guys. He really helped me. I picked him up to help supplement my bullpen arms and he turned into a starter and he was lights out as a starter. So he was someone who was a must roster guy at the end of last year. But 
this year is completely different. We'll just have to see if he is able to uh, maintain what he's done. Uh, not a long track record, but what he did over the back end of last year. Uh, I do have some faith that he can keep it going, but it'll be really, really tough to predict uh, at this stage. Taewon Walker is another one who is kind of hard to predict how they're going to be or not. Uh, both of these guys I feel fine deploying today, uh, but I would... I would keep an eye on both of them because they're both kind of wild cards. Hard to say how they're going to perform over the course of the whole. And guys, just as I'm recording this, uh, the Pirates and Cardinals game has been called off, I believe, due to rain. So uh, that stuff that I talked about in terms of Dakota Hudson, uh, you can push that back to tomorrow. Uh, he should still be a fine stream for tomorrow, assuming that he does go. The Nationals and the Braves is the next game we'll get into. Uh, I like the pitching matchup here, Annabelle Sanchez and Huascar Yanoa. Now, Sanchez is definitely not uh, the pitcher that he once was, but still not a, not a bad option. I, I wouldn't be picking him up here, but uh, someone, someone who I'm going to be keeping an eye on to see what kind of value he can provide this year. I'm not expecting a ton, but uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on him for sure. You know what I think is a good stream for today, and I think is a good DFS play for today, is what I mentioned earlier, target the Nationals, target the Orioles, the Athletics, the Diamondbacks. This is a good this is a good opportunity for him at a fairly low salary uh, on the daily side, and I think he's probably going to be rostered in most of your leagues. Now, and I'm probably not every league, but uh, let me just check the roster percentage. Now, he's only rostered in 53%. So there will be spots where you can go and grab him for today. And, you know, I, I would recommend doing that. I think that makes sense. Uh, he's probably been added in more of the competitive leagues, but it's a good option for today for sure. Uh, the Nationals are unfortunately not going to be much, uh, much putting up much of a fight this year in most games. Let's move on to the Mariners and the Twins. We have Chris Flexen and Dylan Bundy. Dylan Bundy has really shown us that it's hard to roster him in years past. I like him okay, but uh, I'm not targeting him here. If I'm going to go for one of these guys, it would be for Chris Flexen. I'm not terribly sold on either of them, to be particularly honest with you, uh, especially for just today. But uh, I, I like Flexen a little bit better. I just like his stuff a bit better than Bundy, and he's he hasn't uh, been such a painful player in fantasy, especially last year. Flexen actually did have some value, so uh, until he until he shows me that he can do it, Dylan Bundy is not really somebody I'm too too interested in this year, or for today for that matter. Um, so we have two more games to talk about, and then we'll get into some uh, daily fantasy stuff. The Marlins are playing the Angels. Michael Lorenzen will make his debut after coming over from the Cincinnati Reds in the offseason. He'll be going up against Eliza Hernandez. That's another pitching matchup where I'm not really going to be recommending either of them. I, I don't mind Hernandez, but I, I'm not crazy about this in terms of a stream. I wouldn't use a roster spot on either of these guys. And the last game of the night, we have the Padres and the Giants. Nick Martinez is going up against Alex Wood. Now, Alex Wood, uh, I think, is going to have a really good season. He's only rostered in 70% of leagues. I would go and grab him. I would go and grab Alex Wood if he's available in your leagues and take the chance there because I really think that he can have a top 100 season and even even better than that, I think. Now, Nick Martinez, I wouldn't bother uh, streaming him in for today. Not someone I'm going to be worried about. But Alex Wood is definitely somebody who I would go and grab. Not just for today, but he can be a mainstay in your rotation throughout the season. I, I really believe that, and I would go and drop either your worst player or see if you can maybe do some shuffling with injured list spots or what have you. But Alex Wood should be rostered in more than 70% of leagues. That's crazy to me that he's only 70% rostered. So that covers our uh, recap as well as looking forward to today's games. Let's quickly talk about some guys that have been added and dropped in the most instances. And the number one player being added right now is Stephen Kwan. Uh, I've talked about him already. I think that he can be a huge batting average uh, contributor. And maybe do the odd other thing there, grabbing some runs and score some runs. I don't think he'll be a huge contributor across all the categories. He's not a big power guy. He's not a big speed guy. 
might give you the odd stolen base, but uh, definitely somebody to consider if your team is either A, uh, struggling in the batting average department earlier early in the season, or B, if you're in a league with on-base percentage, because he will definitely help out on-base percentage this season. The next guy being added in a lot of cases is Daniel Bard. Uh, you know, if you're looking for a closer, he's definitely someone who will fit that bill. He should probably have between 20 and 25 saves this year, assuming health and assuming uh, consistency on his part. He was the closer last year for the Rockies, but his ERA was over five. So something to definitely keep an eye on that he's not the greatest option, but somebody who can still bring the saves uh, for sure. He's not someone who's going to anchor the category for you, but he can definitely supplement. He can definitely supplement there. Um, we'll move on. Kyle Wright is the next guy being added in a lot of cases. His roster percentage was very, very low uh, in the single digits, I believe, and now he's up to 26%. So people are liking Kyle Wright. I would be a little bit careful as he goes into San Diego next week, uh, this coming weekend, I believe. So that'll be a bit of a more difficult matchup than facing the Reds at home. Uh, I would, I'd be cautious about adding him in standard leagues and deeper leagues. I would probably take the flyer on him. But uh, not someone I am advising uh, grab at all costs or anything. I think there's some good upside, sure. But uh, I'd, I'd be very careful about dropping an established guy for him. I'm not totally sold yet. Adrian Hauser's the next guy. We mentioned him. Great stream for today. And a possible backhand guy for your rotation this year. Only 20% rostered in deeper leagues. He's someone who can definitely be a backhand guy for you. No problem there. Uh, Jake Dykeman's the next one being added in a lot of leagues. He had the save for the Red Sox yesterday, and he struck out the side. So uh, a very impressive outing with the whole Matt Barnes injury thing. I've had some questions on Twitter about Matt Barnes and what to do with him. I would probably hold for now, see what the prognosis is for this back problem. Uh, you don't want to make a knee-jerk reaction and drop him and then hear he's coming back tomorrow or the day after. So I'm going to hold on to Barnes for now. Uh, I'm I'm probably not going to be adding Dykeman or Dykeman. I'm, I'm pronouncing that wrong. Pronunciations are a problem of mine that I will work on as the year goes on. I'm probably not adding Dykeman because I'm not totally sure that there's going to be a road for uh, for saves there. Now, if Matt Barnes gets thrown on the IL, I would go and put him in an IL slot and then add Dykeman. But I don't think that that's um, I don't think that that's a really a necessary move to do at this point. I would probably wait a little bit. He can be a valuable uh, relief arm. He can strike out a lot of batters. But until we know he has the save job, I'm not going to be jumping. I'm not going to be jumping on him too, too much. Now, there's always the early season uh, allure of saves. And in a situation like uh, a David Robertson or a Daniel Bard, where the, the value is a little clearer for saves, and I'd be a little bit um, more open to it. But Dykeman... I'm not totally certain he's going to have the closer job there. So a little bit of an iffier add. Kyle Gibson also being added in a lot of spots. He was lights out against, albeit a poor Oakland team, but lights out nonetheless. Seven innings, 10 strikeouts. He's going into Miami to face a Marlins team, which is not the greatest of teams. So I think he's worth an add at this point. Uh, Andrew Vaughn's also being added in quite a few leagues. He's homered twice in his two starts. Uh, he's someone who has a breakout potential in him this year, so I think he should be rostered in deeper and outskirts uh, roster spot on a standard team, possibly uh, at the back end of a 12-team league. But he's not someone I don't, I don't think it's necessary in standard leagues, more of a deeper league guy. Uh, let's talk about some guys who have been dropped quite a bit. Steven Matz, he had a poor start, and now he's been. Uh, they've announced that there's a blister inju injury injury. Uh, I'm not sure which finger exactly. It'll be somewhere on his throwing hand. But uh, he's probably going to miss his next start, I would imagine. Maybe he goes on the IL, uh, but for sure he's going to miss one start. I wouldn't be dropping him yet. I think it's a little soon to be dropping him. He's not crazy valuable, but, I mean, his ERA was 382 last year. He pitched on a good team last year. And now he's also pitching on a not, not quite as good of a team, but he's still on a good team this year. I wouldn't be dropping Matt's yet, and I wouldn't be dropping uh, his old teammate, the number two guy on this list, Hyunjin Ryu. He's been dropped in a lot of cases. Um, they're saying he's got a, a hamstring injury. He got hit with a comebacker. We'll see if he has to miss a start, perhaps. Uh, he wasn't great. The speed was all right. Uh, spin rates were good. 
but I don't know. Uh, this he, He's going to be an iffy one, but for now, I'm holding on to him. Uh, there's just too much history of success there. Now, maybe he's going to fall off a cliff, and he kind of did a little bit at the end of last year, but I'm not quite uh, there to be able to drop him just. But we're definitely keeping an eye on Hyunjin. Uh, Chris Bubik has been uh, dropped in quite a few leagues. He was pretty, pretty rough uh, against the Guardians. He got really lit up. Yeah, I'm not really sure why he was rostered in the first place. You guys can go ahead and drop him. Uh, Marco Gonzalez is another one who is probably a drop. Uh, a little bit more skeptical about him because he wasn't bad last year. Um, I'm probably going to hold and see what he can do his next time out. Not, not someone I'm totally terribly excited about, Marco Gonzalez, but I'm probably holding uh, for now. Robert Suarez is also being dropped in a lot of cases, and yes, I agree with that. He should be dropped. Um, and Zach Eflin is actually being dropped as well. He threw four innings, uh, no decision against the Athletics on Sunday. Someone I recommended uh, you go ahead and stream, and he was a fairly good stream. Four innings, no runs against. Uh, three strikeouts, totally serviceable. Um, yeah, he can go back to waiver wires. He's also probably someone you could roster comfortably in a deeper league. Now, uh, that'll pretty much cover it for the season-long stuff um, in terms of today's implications. Let's talk a little bit about the Daily Fantasy side. And yesterday, I had a great lineup. It was a fantastic lineup. I scored 135 points. Now, living in Ontario, I cannot gamble... Uh, for DFS. I can't put money on it. It's just a law that has recently come into effect here over the last week in Ontario. It sucks. It's, uh, you know, it was it was a good way that I made money uh, over these last couple of years through, I'm not going to say gaming the system, but really seeing uh, value, particularly on the NBA DFS side. I made uh, quite a bit of money. So I'm, I'm fairly upset that I can't do that anymore, but I'm still going to try and help you guys uh, in your dailies because I really like dailies. I think they're a lot of fun. You get to mix up your lineup every single day. You don't have to be attached to a guy for six months. If you guys sucks, you don't roster him the next day. There's a lot to like about it. Now I hit on eight out of 10 guys yesterday, which you're probably not going to usually hit on uh, that high a percentage, but uh, I've, Scored over 100 points in every daily fantasy contest I've entered for the season. Those are not for individual game slates. Those are for mostly main slates. But I know what I'm talking about uh, for daily fantasy. I really do. I pay quite a bit of attention to this. So um, I'll go over my lineup quickly from yesterday. If you guys ever want a lineup on the weekend, because you'll get them here on the show Monday through Friday. If you ever want them on the weekend, you guys can DM me on Twitter, and I will send you guys uh, the lineup I'm sending out for that day. So I had Zach Eflin yesterday and Carlos Carrasco. Those were my starters, and they returned 14.4 and 23.2, respectively. I really like those numbers. Uh, Eflin, I would have hoped that he could have gone another inning or so and been in line for a win. Had it gone that route, they ended up losing, as did uh, the Mets. Both of these guys, it could have been a crazy high fantasy score today if both of these guys got wins, as their lines indicated they should have, or their lines indicated well, was definitely a possibility. So... Uh, that 135 could have been 145 because wins on the daily side here on Yahoo count for five points each. So uh, we missed out uh, in that regard. Still second out of 100 entrants in a particular contest. I did. Now it's a free contest because of what I just said in Ontario. It sucks. There's nothing I can do about it, guys. Uh, the only player I missed on yesterday was Tucker Barnhart, and he was just kind of a, a fill-in at eight bucks at the end of the, my lineup there. He was the only zero we had in the lineup, and if you have just one zero in your lineup, you you should be fairly comfortable. Uh, you're, you're good in that regard. Vladimir Guerrero is who I had at first base. He went yard while also walking, uh, 16.8 points. Great. Diego Castillo had three base hits and scored two runs for the Pirates, 11.6 points. Great. Matt Chapman, homered, single, three RBIs. 20.6 points, another great one. Tim Anderson, uh, three for five with a single, two doubles and two runs. Another great one. George Springer, two for five with a double, a homer. It's 19.4 points. 
And now those were the main uh, big scores. I also had 2.6 points from Mookie Betts and 9.7 from Cody Bellinger. And I figured Bellinger would uh, turn it around a little bit yesterday. I liked the matchup, so uh, we went with Bellinger there. Very cheap $14 for Bellinger, despite his struggles, I know. But I, I liked him in that instance. And this lineup would have won you money in any contest you would have entered. 135 is going to win you money. It's, I mean, there might be a very rare chance that you wouldn't get, uh, you wouldn't land in the green for that kind of score, but uh, it's very, very rare. With that kind of total, you're almost looking at guaranteed money. And I've been looking at uh, over a hundred points every single day for my lineups. So, if you guys want to uh, start implementing my lineups, let me know uh, if you guys are doing it because I'm curious as to how many people are interested in the whole DFS segment. I know it's a little bit more of a niche section of the fantasy population of the people who play DFS, but I'm hoping that more people who listen to this will get into it as the season goes on because it is a lot of fun. So I'll give you my lineup for today and then we'll wrap things up. I feel very confident in my lineup for today as well. I'm looking like a hundred point potential again. I have Waskar Yanoa going up against Washington and Chris Flexen going up against Minnesota. Those are my starters. There's not a ton of great starters on the slate for today. I'm doing a 7 o'clock start time for my uh, DFS. Now, depending on the day, those start times will vary a little bit sometimes, especially on the weekends. It'll typically be more of a 1 o'clock or maybe a 3 o'clock start. Um, but on the weekend, on the weekdays, you're typically looking at a 7 p.m. Uh, slate for the DFS. So those are my pitchers, you know what, and Flexen. I have Alejandro Kirk uh, slotted in as the backstop. Now, without confirmed lineups, I'm assuming he's going to be going because Danny Jansen went yesterday. So good, uh, good price there for Kirk at twelve bucks. Luke Voigt twelve bucks, also uh, looking like a bargain. I think Luke Voigt's probably going to go yard today. He'll finally turn it around. Uh, not a great start through the first three games of the season. Only two base hits, uh, but. Or actually, we've played four games, haven't we? He's played four games. So uh, only having two base hits is not great. Uh, He's been walking quite a bit, which is good on this side in points leagues or daily fantasy sides. So he's still been providing a little bit of value, but I expect him to go yard today and really start to pick up his season. Uh, His teammate, Jake Cronenworth, I have slotted in at second at 13 bucks. I really like Jake. Uh, I really like having multiple guys from the same lineup who typically hit fairly close to each other in the lineup, uh, stacked together. It's When I say the term stacking lineups, that's what I refer to as having multiple players from the same team on your DFS lineup. Because one guy knocks in the other guy, you get points for both of them. That's uh, massive value there. So I like having Voigt and Cronenworth. I have Anthony Rendon as my third baseman. While fully acknowledging he's been struggling this season, I think that he will have a good start today. So I have him in there, and I have his teammate Shohei Otani in the outfield. So another little stack there that I have. Otani is twenty-two bucks, uh, a little bit on the pricier side, and he hasn't been great this year. So, um, not as certain about Otani, but I feel like he is due to hit a home run. If and if it's not today, I feel like he is due to start uh, producing the way we know he is. So I like having both of those guys in the lineups today. And the last stack I have is Bo Bichette and George Springer. I have both of them in the lineups. 23 for Bichette and 20 for Springer. Uh, You know, they're not really discounted at that price. That's about what you're going to be expecting uh, going forward. Maybe even a little bit more expensive. But they're going up against Jamison Tyone, who I don't have a ton of faith in. I think it should be uh, a Blue Jays victory with uh, a decent outpouring from the offense and I think that these two guys uh in the one and two spots in the order should lead the way there the last outfielder I have slotted in today is Julio Rodriguez who's definitely struggled but I definitely think we'll start to turn it around I like the matchup uh I think it's you're probably going to be looking at a hit or two from him today so he is someone I have slotted in there uh going back to Dylan Bundy not a whole lot of faith there so that is my lineup for the day Quickly go over it once more. Yanoa, Flexen, Alejandro Kirk, Luke Voigt, Jake Cronenworth, Anthony Rendon, Boba Shett, George Springer, Julio Rodriguez, and Shohei Otani. Guys, I really appreciate those of you who have stuck through to the end here. I know it's a bit of a longer show, and that's what we'll give you uh, going forward. More of a longer show, typically closer to the hour than the half hour. 
there's a lot of information to cover in baseball between previous day's games, today's games, tomorrow's games, ads, drops, the daily stuff. There's a lot going on. So uh, the shows have been typically closer to half an hour before. Now they're going to be about an hour. Um, let me know what you guys think on Twitter or even in the comment section here. If you think they're too long, not long enough. I'm not covering content you want me to cover. Any feedback would be greatly appreciated. You guys can just either reply um, in the review section of your podcasting app or Spotify or wherever. Now, ideally, you hit me on Twitter at JoeOrico99. That's at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O 99. And that is where I will uh, get back to you the quickest because I'll get the notification that you guys have reached out and I'll try and get back to you as soon as I can. Obviously, things come up. It might take me a couple hours or so. But I'll try and get back as soon as I can, especially when it involves a time-sensitive thing like a waiver wire pickup. Uh, you guys want to be informed as early as possible on that kind of thing, and I completely understand. So if you get uh, reach out to me on Twitter, that's the best way to hear back, either by DM or by just tweeting at me, either or. Uh, you will hear back from me. I promise you that. I will answer everybody who reaches out. Uh, one other account you guys want to go and follow is the Ethos Fantasy BB account, which is where this show is posted out from every day. Now, I posted out for my account as well, but the Ethos account, uh, I, I retweeted after it's been posted on the Ethos Fantasy BB account. And then uh, throughout the season, we're also hoping to bring you other fantasy content on that channel, as well as my own. We hope to just expand and expand as the year goes on. And I hope you guys are here for the ride because it should be a lot of fun as we grow and expand this page and this channel. Uh, and Sports Ethos in general as a baseball name as opposed to just being a basketball site, which they have been known for now for several years. Uh, we're trying to expand beyond that, and you guys are helping quite a bit with that. So I really appreciate uh, the follows on Twitter, the downloading of the shows. Uh, all the support has meant quite a bit. So thank you very much, everybody who's reached out. Thank you. Thank you for putting your trust in me. I will hope to not steer you wrong throughout this season. I hope to only be giving you the best advice. I do spend a lot of time going over this stuff. So uh, you guys can put your faith in me, and I will steer you in the right direction for your fantasy wins, whether it be in points leagues or category leagues, different kinds of formats. We got you covered here. So once again, go follow the socials, download the show, and we will see you guys back here tomorrow. I hope you have a fantastic Monday.